everybody, welcome to another Monday episode of the Chad Prather Show. I almost called this show the news and why it matters. <laughs> I have no idea why. It's probably because I was over there talking to Sarah Gonzalez. Check out the news and why it matters. Uh, this is our topical show on Mondays and Wednesdays. I always want to encourage you to check it out. Uh, who we got coming on the show tomorrow? Is it uh, Jeff Kyle on the episode tomorrow? Jeff Kyle. So, yeah, that'll be fun. And that was a good talk. Uh, when we had Jeff in Studio 22, and Party Foul Steve was in rare form. So Steve will get to see the interview for the first time. Even hey, though I, haven't sat- even, I haven't watched it. so <laughs> no. Even when he was there. I was, he I was sat there. right over there and participated. Now you get to see it for the first time. I'm looking forward to it. So yeah, it'll be good. It'll be a brand new thing. But no, a lot of stuff happened over the weekend. A lot of stuff happened at the end of the week that we get didn't get to it. So we're going to cover some of those. We got hot news. Natalie sitting in here Hi. in the hot seat, of course. And of course, we got my lovely wife Jade, and Hi, of guys. course, the ever present party foul, Steve. How are y'all doing? Yeah. <laughs> hey, I want to thank y'all. I thought y'all were serious about it being Hawaiian Day, and I get to work and find out it was April Fools. But I had. My shirt. You brought a Hawaiian shirt. <laughs> yes, because I got a text message that said it, it was. Who sent that text shirt. message out? I thought it, it's in the group text. I didn't and get it's it. Like, I didn't get that. Steve, did you send yourself? Are I you got, the Jesse Smollett got, of text I got messages? Fooled. I got fooled. <laughs> did you send yourself your own April Fool's joke? I may have. <laughs> yeah, that that shirt is a hate crime. Let me just go ahead and tell you that is that is rough. I should wear it right there. I want to start off. Somebody told me over the weekend on Twitter, I had a Twitter was a dumpster fire over the weekend. There were so many things that were going on. I want to talk about a few of these topics. I had a huge Twitter weekend. I mean, I had, I don't know, tens of thousands of retweets on different things that I said. And there was someone who said um, uh, that uh, the people who bother us the most are the ones we're most threatened by. And, and the people we talk about the most are the ones we're most threatened by. And of course, they pointed out that I talk about Elizabeth Warren and Alexandra. Ocasio-Cortez the most, and so therefore I'm bothered by AOC and, and Pocahontas. Well, I want to tell you why we make fun of people like Alexandria Cortez, Ocasio-Cortez, which she corrected everybody last week and said, my name is Ocasio-Cortez, not Cortez. It must be hyphenated, uh, and basically you you hate, you're a racist if you don't hyphenate. Um there's a T-shirt in there somewhere. <laughs> if you don't hyphenate, you know, whatever. My wife's but, a hyphen. Yeah, hyphens hyphens are racist now. Everything is racist. We're going to get into that topic shortly as well. But I want you guys to watch this clip from the end of last week. This is MSNBC's town hall. And I want you to watch this clip of AOC. And you'll know what I'm talking about. We need to innovate on our technology. You know, right. obviously, like I had a Stafford, you know, Release a document that talked about cow flatulence, but um, which is an issue. I just want to say it sounds ridiculous, but it literally is but an it, issue. But it actually is an issue when it comes to contributing to methane. Right. But that doesn't mean you end cows. It means that we need. <laughs> what it means is that we need to innovate and change yes. our our grain, uh, our our cow grain from which you know they feed in, in these troughs. That yep. we need to uh, really take a look at regenerative agriculture. Like these are our solutions. Right. These are our solutions. So this woman said 
not only not only did she say that cow flatulence is a thing, and yes, cow flatulence is a thing. Your flatulence is a thing. My flatulence is a thing. But she's saying well, it's not that we want to get rid of the cows. We just want to get rid of their flatulence. So therefore, they should come up with different type of grains to feed them. Like, why hasn't food technology for farm animals gotten more advanced in the 21st century that we have grains that will make them not fart? There's literally not a food on the planet for you as a human being that will make you not fart. You will fart. I don't care if all you eat is iceberg lettuce every day. You'll be skinny, but you (laughs) will fart. Bodies biologically create gas. That gas is methane, and apparently the cows are putting the holes in the ozone layer. Steve. I think think she's asking for Beano for cows. Bovine Beano. Yes. That's what we need. I think that we need to invent a filter that we install in a cow's butt that filters out all of the methane gas. Because let me tell you, we've been on this planet for how many tens of thousands of centuries, and we can't figure out a grain to put in the trough? This woman has never been around a cow. I'm telling you, this woman does not know livestock and agriculture or ranching coming from, where's she from, Shawnee? Queens? The Bronx? And then she goes on to refer to things like uh, regenerative agriculture. Look here. If you grow corn, that corn (laughs) is by nature regenerative. If you take off a kernel and put it in the ground, guess what's going to grow? More corn. So you're literally eating the seeds. If you eat a tomato, you're eating the seeds. If you eat a cucumber, you're eating the seeds. You pick a thing, any type of agriculture, it's all regenerative. By nature, that's what it is. This is why we pick on AOC. This is the kind of stuff. This lady got elected to come up with these ideas. Well, that guy on this clip you just showed was in agreement. 100%. And they clapped. Oh, they yes. all clapped. They clapped. This is what's dumb about the whole thing. They clapped. Now, let me tell you, I tweeted about this over the weekend, and this is why it's important. It's not just to make fun of. It's not just to make fun of. This is why it's important, because this is the type of rhetoric that gets very, very dangerous. So if you saw the news article last week that said that the, the food that white people eat mm-hmm. is now racist because we eat too much beef and we eat too – so all these things. Don't even – yeah, mm-hmm. don't – yeah, they said it, bougie. They, so the food we eat, white people eat, is actually harming the black community because – so there's that. Now and contributing to climate change and contributing to climate change. Yes, I'm eating them cows as fast as I can. I need help. <laughs> That's not you why try- you need help, Steve. Yeah, I mean it's like you know Ron White used to say, "Look, well, what are you doing to save the environment? I'm eating the cows." <laughs> but no, so that's the thing. So when you take rhetoric like we have to control regenerative agriculture and things like that, and then the food we eat. Okay, now let me unpack that for you. Let me tell you why. This is dangerous and it's important because that's the type of rhetoric that leads to a philosophy that controls your life. Now, the next step, because listen, her little, her, her cute little head, you think it's empty. It's not. It's full of these weird ideologies and these ideologies play out in a socialist mandate. That's where we're headed if, if people like this get controlled. So now they have, a, they have to have ways to justify how they subsidize food. They have to 
ration food. They have to ration agriculture. They have to give you your little plot of land, and this is what you're in control over. It's actually government-owned now, but now you have to manage this, and then we control what comes out of that ground and what goes back into that ground. And then we control what food you eat, how much of it you're allowed to eat, and things like that. That's where socialism comes in, and that's why it gets dangerous. So when stuff like this comes out of their mouth, you look at it as a capitalist, as an American who's never suffered for anything really in our lives. You look at that and you're like, wow, she's an idiot. No, no, no. That's the ideology. When you play that thing out to its true end, you're dealing with socialism because they have to have a reason. If food is racist, well, then we can subsidize and ration of food. See what I'm saying? So it gets dangerous in a heartbeat on this deal. So that's well, why now, we're going to continue to point out people like AOC. Well, now cows can do prison time for farting. <laughs> put, put them in a... Um, <laughs> Just put them in a chamber. They can choke on their own gases. There you go. Just a slow death. If you've ever been, if you've ever been hot boxed in the bed with me, let me tell you, Jade will tell you. You know the Dutch oven where you pull the covers. I was going to say, over? is that a Dutch oven? Yeah. Like here, baby, this one's ripe. Hashtag pray for Jade. Drinking water. What, you just Jade? drink water and start farting everywhere. Yeah. Well, you could you could maybe get you could go out and irrigate that re- regenerative agriculture with your farts right, right from the sky. You just moist farts everywhere. Just, <laughs> I mean, this is what we're talking about. This is a congresswoman who's sitting on a, on a national television show talking about cow farts and cow flatulence. Well, and just to revisit, she is not an expert in animal science, but you are. And I don't know that a lot of people know that. No, a lot of people know? don't know that. And so that's the thing, though. That's the problem. That's the issue. Is It's just like I watched a video on Twitter this morning. I think I retweeted it where these people, things, it's, whatever they want to be their pronoun of choice may be, we're talking about how biological constructs of sex and gender are really just made-up things. They don't exist. And uh, oh, that's another clip we should play, Candace. I'll get that clip for you. You know what? Let's take it. Hang on. Candace is going to have it. We're going to put that clip in right here. So watch this. Hi, I'm Hannah Gabby, and I'm here to tell you the binary is Sex typically refers to your biological traits, your gonads, your genitalia, your internal sex characteristics, your hormone production, hormone response, and secondary sex characteristics. Gender is about your identity, your expression, and it's often based on ideas about sex. It's important that we really break down what are we talking about when we talk about sex and gender, and is there something called biological sex, and what does that mean? This idea that the body is either male or female is totally wrong and i am living proof of that we know intersex people exist and break down this binary we all have characteristics that are typically male and typically female and it is really about political choices social factors ideological choices that we assign meaning to different parts of our body now that right there is what i'm talking about candace thank you for the clip and if you didn't get the clip well then you gotta you gotta get better <laughs> but no, we're making this stuff up on the fly. I got Candace. I got I got the Puppet Master Mark over here. We got Chance over here. Puppet Marker's reproducing over Puppet Ma- Puppet Master Mark. Did I call you the Puppet Marker? <laughs> yeah, the Puppet Marker. Puppet, Puppet Master Mark is over there. He's got he's reproducing. He's got Chance and he's got uh Candice, Queen of the Ethiopians. So uh Can- Candace I get, God bless you, sister, having to put up with this on the fly. <laughs> but no, biology is not a social construct. Uh, or I'm saying sex is not a con- social construct. It's a biological fact. If not, mm-hmm. I'm going to have to have a talk with my bi- biology professors at the University of Georgia. But you're right. You, there's some things that need to be left to the scientists, to the experts, and to <sighs> – but see, again, it's all about how we feel. 
all about how we feel. If I feel like the cow farts are hurting the environment, well, then it must be a fact. And I'll find enough things out there to justify it. I mean, what's the biggest thing that's putting out uh, stuff that's harming the ozone layer and the environment? It's got to be the cows that fart. You know, it's not our private jets. It's not our cars. It's not our, you know, trucking industry. It's none of that stuff. It's not your aerosol that you spray on your hair uh, with your hairspray or anything. The chlorofluorocarbons. It's the farting cows. You heard it here in Studio 22. Silent Herbert, we're sorry that the cow farts killed you, my friend. I don't think that's what killed him. The head is on Herbert. <laughs> the head. What about what? the farting deer and the farting elk and the fart? Yeah, they don't uh, fart like cows. Oh. They don't. They don't. They don't. You know good and well a deer. You ever seen the deer pellets? You ever yeah. walk through the woods, see the little deer pellets? Now that's nowhere near a cow patty, is it? <laughs> nope. <laughs> no way. So see, exponentially, the cows are bigger. Got to get rid of the cows. Natalie. Yes, sir. Furiously taking notes over there. I, well, I I was just listening this morning on, on the radio just talking about AOC saying that the world is going to end in 12, 12 years. years. And in the meantime, we should have, you know, uh, free all college students from loans because that'll help. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, that will prolong we should redistribute yes. wealth yeah. you know, from the from the mega rich. That'll help. I'm just wondering all, all all of this narrative that she's bringing up, how that's how that even takes precedence over the fact that we're ending in 12 years. Yeah, I mean, what good's a college education really if it's all going to go away in 12? Mm-hmm. If we're going to have the apocalypse and it's all going to it's all going to be done. So you're years. saying in 12 years I won't have any more college loans to pay. Nice, <laughs> regardless, <laughs> no matter what. So there is hope. Yeah, I, I so right now and you heard it. Right here on the Chad Prather Show, uh, and, and as several of us that are in the room, I want us to go into an agreement. I keep forgetting Bougie Sean's over there. He's sitting behind that light, and he's black. So would you smile, Sean, so I can— So pretty. <laughs> That's racist. Uh, well, I mean, you know, whatever. He's but I—oh, and by the way, by the way, this is the most white-privileged show on Blaze TV right here. This is this <laughs> even with Bougie Sean, the only black man I know with white privilege. So look, I— I'm calling it right here. 12 years. What's today? April 1st. Mm-hmm. This is perfect. April 1st, 12 years from now, in 2031, we're going to have a We're Still Here party. A We Are Still Here party. It's like uh, Y2K again. That It's just like Y2K. <laughs> it's going to be 31 years after Y2K. We're going to have a We're Still Here party. Um Hopefully the, we'll see the undertaker before we see the upper taker on that. And so that's, you know, we're going to have a party. But you're right, Natalie. Twelve years. Apocalypse. Why get a college education? Mm-hmm. Bernie Sanders came out over the weekend and, and he reiterated. He, he, again, kept hammering that thing of saying, oh, let me tell you, <laughs> there's no reason these kids should be graduating with all of this debt. Everybody should get free education, free tuition. Free, free college education. What good is that? Mm-mm. It does, This is why you beat your children, people, so that mm-hmm. they don't go off and start believing this crap when they become adults. This is why you spank your kids. Teach them that life is hard. Life is unfair. Life is not going to give you everything you want for free. No, well, that's the only way to get the cream of the crop. I want the cream of the crop there in college and, and getting the education so when they get out, they can give back 
the cream. <laughs> <laughs> oh, believe me, Steve likes the cream. <laughs> I don't mind whipping some up. Oh. But if we're giving it to everybody, and, and maybe maybe all that would play out itself because the cream of the crop might be the only ones to actually graduate. But if everybody's got the same chance, and, Jay, and right shut now up. You're making me horny. everybody has this, everything makes you that way. But everybody's got the same chance. I don't know. Hey, mom, it's party time on the show. <laughs> Party foul time. Led by Jade. Yeah. Led by Jade. <laughs> if it's got to yeah. be led. Mm. What value is a college education that you, you – first of all, no one values what they don't invest in. No one. Is college tuition outrageous? Candace, you just recently graduated. It's outrageous. I got two daughters in universities. Mm-hmm. It's outrageous. I mean, if you're out buying a $200, $300, $400 textbook for a class, I mean, that is outrageous. I have no question about that we are – just being ridiculously expensed to death over college education. Mm-hmm. There's no question that needs to be dealt with. There's no reason for college education to be that expensive. But you don't value what you don't invest in. And so if I'm going to go get something for free, well, then that's going to relegate a college education, a Bachelor of Arts, Bachelor of Science degree down to nothing more than, as I've said many, many times, high school 2.0. It's not going to be any more valuable than a high school diploma. And right now, we already know that, that college degrees have basically almost been, been depending on your degree field, have almost been relegated to worthlessness unless you're willing to go get a master's, an MBA, a doctorate, a PhD, whatever that may be. And it's, it's, it's down to nothing. So if you give it for free, what's it worth? I, I'm, I'm even taking it one step for, further, more passionate about hearing that, that if you're in debt from college that you should be relieved of that. Yeah. That's very frustrating to me. Yeah. Um, you borrowed money. You borrowed money. Someone's money. You borrowed someone's money, so you should pay it back. But for some reason, people feel that you're entitled to be relieved of that because you worked hard in college. That's not how it works. Yeah. It's not how it worked for me. I borrowed money. I mean, Candace, did you, do you have loans? Yeah, I had a professor actually who encouraged students to just take out student loans and use them to travel the world. Yes. And so at one point, that's what <laughs> that professor was encouraging a whole group of students to do instead of using it towards college funds. So how was Barbados? <laughs> <laughs> Life experience. Right? I'm a Rhodes Scholar, R-O-A-D. <laughs> <laughs> so did he give a solution on how to repay those loans when you were done traveling the world? No, that was the, that was the unfinished part of the, the lecture. Oh, I but see. But it was kind of just... You know, take the loans as an opportunity of free money to to travel the world. Because I think I think the point is when you graduate, now you're going to have a job so that you can start paying them back. Mm -hmm. Because that's what I'm doing. Because I also recently graduated. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And no, I don't like doing it, but I did borrow the money so that we could live more comfortable while I was in school. Right. That's true. You borrowed money to finish your your master's degree, and and yeah, I mean it's uh, you borrowed the money. Hey, but if Uncle Bernie wants to write me a check <laughs> and pay off student loans, well, that, I'm game. The, well, that's the, that's the interesting thing is Uncle Bernie is not writing Uncle Bernie's checks from his Uncle Bernie account. Mm-hmm. Uncle Bernie's writing checks from your account to pay everybody else. That's the thing. So he takes he takes my tax dollars uh, and he's going to use it to. But again, you can't subsidize everybody's stuff for free. Finland. Which just what last year was talking about how great their universal health care was, 
just shut it all down. I mean, their government just broke down because mm-hmm. of the weight of their health care costs that they were doing in a socialist government or at least in a social program, socialist program by giving free health care. Finland just had a breakdown last week because they couldn't sustain. Now, this is a country that has only five million people. We got 335 million people. If a little tiny country like that that's that's you know going to try it like and they can't do it, how in the world do people think that we're going to do it here in America? You can't do it. You can't spend like Margaret Thatcher said. The problem with spending, uh, the problem with socialism is eventually you run out of other people's money. You will run out of it. Venezuela. Venezuela is horrible. I I tried to educate myself a little bit over the weekend about. Venezuela, because I didn't know enough to really give an opinion, but just learning about the history from the prior president mm-hmm. leader who distributed all of that, the millions from the um, oil to uh, what was it to? Um, oh, well, gosh, he I mean, he gave it to the, well redistributed for the poor, um, for health care, for uh, schools, um and now they're out of money. Yeah. And that was only if, if it stayed at a, at a level where it needed to be, and it didn't. And now that, that country is in turmoil. Well, again, you've heard it here on this show. We've talked about it. Venezuela was the third largest economy in the world just a right. few years ago. The third largest. You look at Venezuela and you think, ah, oh, it's not that big of a deal. It's just Venezuela. The third largest economy mm-hmm. in the world. The largest oil reserves That's on right. the planet. But then China gets involved, and now they owe China all this money, and they're still trying to, you know, they they were trying to have their cake and eat it too, and so they're they're taking the the money from China, they're taking money from oil reserves, all these things. Well, eventually, you know, you you still you can't just distribute, distribute, distribute. Eventually, you're going to go broke. I mean, it's simple economic economics. I mean, people, you know, we had Matt Kibbe on the an episode last week, and pretty heady stuff when you get to talking to Matt Kibbe, mm-hmm. and of course Matt. It hosts um, uh, Kibbe on Liberty on Blaze TV, and I encourage people to watch it because he's a smart guy. He is a, he's a student and disciple of Friedrich Hayek, Austrian economist. And you listen to that stuff, and you're like, ah, why does that matter? It matters. You need you need to pick your favorite economist. Mine is Thomas Sowell, and you need to go out and you need to read this stuff, even if it's the Cliff Notes. You need to read this stuff and indoctrinate not only yourself but your kids with this information because they're going to go like Candice, Queen of the Oath, Ethiopians did. They're going to go to college, and they're going to have these professors who are going to lie to them and mm-hmm. say, just take other people's money and run with it. You know, you can do everything. I mean, <laughs> pisses me off. Mm-hmm. It really just pisses me off. What kind of professor was that guy? I'm glad you didn't pay attention enough to know what he was doing. <laughs> I think it was an ethics course. Oh, oh, wow. oh, oh sweet <laughs> Lord Jesus. Things just got real in Studio 22. <laughs> An ethics professor. Oh, God. Just take the money and run. Wow. That's great. That's like a Steve feel Miller so much song better right now. There. Oh, wow. Run. My gosh. Oh, Ooh, that just added a whole new dimension. Candice. Queen <laughs> Candice. Hey, look, you've only been in here for a couple of weeks and I already made you a queen. I mean, Lord, talk about redistribution of titles and wealth. Golly. Oh, gosh. She is a world traveler. So. She's a world traveler. You ever been to Ethiopia? You're queen of it. <laughs> Welcome to your country, Candice. Oh, my gosh. That's hilarious. You can't make this stuff up, people. This is the stuff. <laughs> what is it, Steve? The news and why it doesn't matter. 
No, the news that doesn't matter. The news that doesn't matter. That's that's Steve's new hot topic. I, I like it. Now you're gonna have to come up with some news that doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> oh, you gonna do oh, it you, right no, off the you, top of no, your head? No, you had a, a you you. I saw a list on Twitter this weekend. It was a list of eighty act, actors, actresses that have uh, boycotted uh, Georgia. Yeah, there were there were fifty of them. Did you have uh, that as a topic? I do. Let, let's talk about that. Oh, sure. Let's talk um, about that because I'm going to get into that with an upcoming episode of, of a guest that we've got, um, Elizabeth Johnston, as well, the activist mommy. So I bet yeah. she's got some opinions on that. Well, it was uh, it, it was 50 celebrities. Alec Baldwin. It was um, headed Oosh. up by a, 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 a <laughs> Alyssa <laughs> Milano. Douche. <laughs> I'm never watching Who's the Boss again. Oh, I'm boycotting her. Who's the Boss. I don't think you can watch Who's the Boss. Oh, why? I don't think it's on. Oh, okay. I don't think anything she's ever done. Uh, that she went made... off there in 93. <laughs> I know. I'll age good. myself. I'm exactly 10 days older than that woman. Her birthday's December 19th, 1972, but we won't get into why I know. Yeah, I want to know why you know. <laughs> why do you know that? He had a crush on her. We all did. Back in the day. Back in the day. Yesterday. All right. What, all right. Who else? Well, no, no. well so I, I actually don't have a lot written yeah. down because I, I really just watch it and listen to it. But uh, House Bill 481 in Georgia. Yeah. Uh, if, if She was proclaiming on Twitter that if Georgia passes that, that she, along with 49 other celebrities, were basically going to boycott Georgia. Yeah. Um, they say that a lot of their – they help with education. A lot of their funds go toward helping that state. Um, House Bill 481 basically bans abortions once a fetal heartbeat is detected. And uh, it passed. Yeah. yeah. Even though, you know, Alyssa Milano called it evil. Mm-hmm. That was the word that she used. Um, and that if this passes, that they would no longer be in support of that state. Georgia said, pass. Yeah. Thank God for Brian Kemp. Thank God for Brian Kemp as a governor of Georgia, because let me tell you. And by the way, if you're not following me on Twitter, you need to get on there. It's, it's, that's where I have the most fun. Go do that now. Because at Watch Chad, you need to be on there. I'm telling you, I, the gloves are off. It is seriously, the gloves are off. But I tweeted that the other day, and I said, uh, Georgia was just fine. Before Hollywood invaded, you keep your $10 billion in revenue and income and let Georgia keep its babies. And so that's the thing that bugs me is Mm -hmm. these people think that they have so much power and clout with Hollywood is to say, no, we're going to – we're just going to extort our business away from you so that we can still have our abortions at any term we want. And – One lady came back at me on Twitter, and she called me an effing hillbilly, although she didn't use the word effing. You effing hillbilly, how dare you speak to us since you don't have a uterus and you have blah, 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 encouraging just make sure that that Georgia needs to now have uh, pregnancy tests in dispensers available in public places so that you can immediately take one and therefore get your abortion before there's a heartbeat that's detected and – this is the logic. This is the asinine, demonic, crazy, ludicrous, empty-headed, stupid logic that the world of the left lives in is, well, look, if you're going to pass that bill, then by God, you better have dispensaries out there for pregnancy tests so we can kill those babies before we you detect a heartbeat. Look, asshole. That's just – that's this is the thing that wears me out with this stuff. It is just – you are doing everything you can, everything you can to just be – murderous evil people 
and it's ridiculous. Mm -hmm. So I responded and I said, you are a keep your legs closed, signed the effing hillbilly. Because here's the deal. If you can't take, if you can't take enough precaution to not get pregnant, then don't come at us with your laws and don't your, and your bans and your billions of dollars of extortion money saying, well, no, you have got to support us when we want to murder our babies. Get out of here. It's ridiculous. Don't get pregnant. Hi. What you got? How you feel? You just follow me on Twitter? How, right. I'm fo- oh, oh, my gosh. I did send him oh. some. I sent you something the other day, and you're like, welcome to yesterday, Natalie. I've already tweeted that. And I was like, I cussed. I'm not going to lie. I, was like, I, I get mad, him. Bougie. Bougie, I get mad over this abortion thing. And then Wait, Twitter I- tries to pull a bias play and, and, and pull down the unplanned movie. Do we have an unplanned read today? Do we have that? No? I do. Go see the movie unplanned. Yeah. yeah. We're going to chat about that. It, it was a hit at the bottom. Well, I want to I want to get your thoughts on this. The bill will allow rape and incest incest victims to have an abortion up to 20 weeks, but would require them to file an official police report. Yeah. Look, I, I, I am not one of those sign carrying you're murdering babies, guys. I'm not. Right. I am not one of those guys that's going to sit out there and picket and protest and, and all those things in front of Planned Parenthood. I operate. My heart is compassionate towards mm-hmm. anyone who's dealing with a quote unquote unwanted pregnancy, although I hate that term because there's no such thing as a baby that's not wanted. Right. But I get it. People get pregnant. People have had abortions. People have people have lived with it. They've lived with the guilt of it. They've lived, lived with the condemnation of it. I don't condemn you. I, I approach you with the utmost grace, compassion and mercy. I do. I'd have no judgment whatsoever for people who have experienced different things in their life. It's not my place to judge you. My place is to talk about the legislation where they're trying to cram it down your throat in such a way that it makes it almost an acceptable behavior because, let's face it, 98 percent or more of all abortions are done for the sake of convenience. They're not because of rape. They're not because of incest. They're not because of some other you know, thing, some unwanted thing that happened to you. Um, so in that case, look, Jack I, Daniels, I can't look at a person. Jack Daniels is a different story. If you, <laughs> unless Jack Daniels was the name of the dude that raped you, I can't look at somebody who is the who is a product or who has been the victim rather of rape or incest and tell them what they can do with their body. I mean, if my daughter came to me and just said, I, I mean, I can't say to her, no, you're not going to do that. Mm-hmm. I can't. Now, people get I, do I believe it's right? No, because I don't believe two wrongs make a right. right. I believe that 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 murder on top of incest does not make a right when you abort it. It just it's just not you don't add those things together. It doesn't work that way. So do I believe abortion's okay? No, I don't, but I'm not going to condemn you no matter what. I'm not it's not my place to judge you. It's not my place to condemn you. And yeah, I think there has to be some outlets for people to make their own decisions. Again, my issue is with when you start trying to legislate things that that basically say it's okay to have a, a post-birth abortion. This is the kind of – that's infanticide. That's where – that's why I get pissed because we're getting to a place in culture where – People like Ralph Northam, the, the 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 governor of Virginia, are saying, "Yeah, it's okay. You know, if if the, if the mother feels like something's wrong, well, then, you know, she'll have a consult with her physician, just her and him in the room, and then if they need to kill the baby, they'll kill the baby." That that pisses me off. You know, I've known you for a long time. I feel like part of this is the only thing you haven't mentioned is, I feel like you think that 
that unborn baby also needs to be represented and it's not. Exactly. So I feel like you, that's one reason you've always stood up. I know you haven't been at the rallies and all of that stuff. And I feel the same way. I would not go to the rallies and everything else. And I think, you know, there's some tough situations out there. I do believe two wrongs don't make a right, but I think those situations do need to be looked at. Um, but also who's representing that baby. Well, again, I go back, I go back to, you know, the proverb that says, you know, you got to speak up for those who can't speak for themselves. And that's, that's my motivation. I will also say, to be fair, you can't legislate non-abortion. You can't legislate anti-abortion. You can make it harder and more difficult for that to get, and I hope that we do. But you can't legislate morality. So I can't tell somebody that on the basis of I feel that they're committing murder that it's now illegal for them. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Right. I can't legislate morality. I can't – I can't. for instance, murder is illegal, Right. But that doesn't stop people from murdering people. Isn't that right, Bougie? I mean, we just happened, what, last night and two nights ago in L.A. with the rapper? Mm. Last night. So, you know, people are going to murder people, even though it's illegal, because you can't legislate morality. So, yeah, I, I hear the arguments of people saying, well, if you outlawed abortions, people be getting them in back alleys and do blah, 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 blah. But it would also shut down this major industry that's going on that is absolutely – Absolutely horrific that exists and is also government subsidized by tens of millions of dollars in order to to shut down uh, a human life before it's born. It's ridiculous. Well, I haven't seen Unplanned, but I know that you have. Yeah. And I heard it's a must. You need to see it. Um, I encourage everybody to see it. True story. Kid friendly. Like kid. If it's kid friendly, what's the age? Would you say? It's it's kid friendly. Completely, you know, I because it has an a rate. It's rated R, which yeah, I the know. NBAA gave it an R rating, and I and because of they say violence, but how do you commit violence against? Um, you know, there are some scenes, for instance, where um, a woman hemorrhages and she's in a recovery room, and there's blood going down her leg. There is a scene where a woman takes uh, an abortion pill and she passes the baby. Um, and there's blood in that regard. There is the action of her actually taking her baby and putting it in a commode and flushing the toilet. Um, there, you know, there there are those scenes. There is a scene of an ultrasound guided abortion. the The movie's not full of that, but it, it uses it in a very how do you even say that a tasteful way, a a manner that is palatable. At least you can see it and you get the the picture of what's going on here. It, I mean, yeah, you're going to see far worse on A and E. I mean, or okay. whatever FX or whatever that's and on. Probably AMC. most children have. Yeah. I mean, they're watching Marvel. They're hearing cuss words. Mm-hmm. Even the Sandlot has the S word in it four or five times. Yeah. Sure. But they are seeing a lot. So it might be something that's tugging at the heart. You have to figure out how old does your child need to be. Yeah. I'm a big believer. I was a school nurse. I'm a big believer in educating children before it's too late. So I would have parents say, well, I don't want to put that idea in their head. Well, you know what? It's already been in their head because they have these people called friends and they've all been talking about whatever it is that you're worried about. So we're all worried about sex. They've been talking about it in elementary school, you know, and I would have these fourth grade girls for the first time finding out that we have three holes. Females have three <laughs> holes down there. Because uh, they were like, well, I'll just hold in my blood. Wait a minute. One, two. Tres. Gotcha. Okay, gotcha. Tres holes. <laughs> you know, I mean, there were things that they Not needed a word, to know before, before things started happening to them. 
you know, girls, there's 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 something that, you know, when, when they start their period, there's things that they need to know and they need to know what to do. And why be scared? The only way to not be scared and not know what to do is to be uneducated. Mm-hmm. So sometimes I'd feel like when these parents were like, you know, I don't want my kid to see that. I, my first thought was, OK, you'll be the first one pregnant. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the one of the girls that I went to high school with, great friend, very sheltered. She graduated pregnant a month later. Mm. I mean, she's my age and has, you know, her kid's been out of high school two or three years. That freaks me out, you know, but she wasn't educated. All it takes is educate. No, I'm not saying all it takes is education, but wow, what a boost. What I say a little while ago, you got to beat your kids. I am well, a victim. Well, if, if as, as, a, as a 12, as an 11, 12, 13 year old, if I saw unplanned and I saw the abortion, I believe that I'd be like, you know what? Maybe I will hold off on this sex thing because I don't want to have to deal with that kind of issue in life. It would scare me somewhat, I think, or may, I don't know if it would scare me, but it would make me think twice. Perhaps sex isn't for me yet if I might have to make a decision like this later. Well, this movie has had a huge impact already. As a matter of fact, do you know where I heard about Unplanned just over the weekend and its success was on just mainstream like Kiss 106.1 with yeah. Kelly Raspberry <laughs> talking about it being a hit. But yeah. I did not expect to hear that, um, you know, on a faith-based you know, film yeah. from a faith-based production company having such success. I think they have forecasted maybe three million at the box office. Six million, six million over the and weekend. They hit and it was 6. a six million 1. dollar film to make. So they hit six point one over the week, and yeah. it was, I think, fifth. Yeah, the fourth but actually. They, fourth. Yeah, they they wound up fourth on in the front charts. of Matthew McConaughey's. Yeah. Non-hit. So yeah. I mean, we that that obviously it's making an impact. It is. People have pulled together in spite of the R rating. And I, and I want to end on, on this topic because um, if you think that going to see the movie Unplanned is just about – it's just going to be shock value after shock value of trying to scare you out of having a, an abortion. It's not. It's a very fair treatment. The story of Abby Johnson, a uh, true story of Abby Johnson who was the clinic director. Uh, she worked for Planned Parenthood in Bryan, Texas for eight years. Uh, and she was the clinic, clinic director for a number of those. And she oversaw virtually – 22,000 abortions in her her tenure there, uh, and it was about what she saw the first time in her eighth year, the first time they asked her to come in and assist, and she saw what she saw in an ultrasound-guided abortion, and she had never seen that. She had really no idea what was going on behind the doors, and it changed her, and it ultimately led to some pretty significant things happening around that Planned Parenthood. So I encourage people to go. It's up to you, your judgment as to whether or not your kid needs to see it. Uh, I highly recommend it. I, I agree with you, Jade. I think you make a valid point there. Um, they're seeing far worse on playing Fortnite and Right. This is World something that can really make a I difference, guess. not only in their life and we as the grandparents, but also in that unborn baby's life. Yeah. But I don't think you're going to scare people out of having sex. <laughs> Not gonna happen. <laughs> well, but it might be something. I mean, when it comes down, might think Steve. about it, but it's not gonna scare them out of having sex. Right? But you got to you got to teach them how to do it and do it right. I'm well, a vi- I'm a victim of unplanned parenthood. Okay, but what is, wait, a wait, 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 wait a second. Wait, wait a second. How are you a victim? A of I think it's I think it's a little different for a female that has to I go agree. through that. I think it's easy to stand to the side and be like, <laughs> eh, you know, I had a great time last night, right? But you weren't le- just like Juno. She's walking right. around with the proof, right? The boyfriend Jade's absolutely right. That. I think it's, it's a different whole for women. World for the woman, yeah. and that's why so many women do speak up about it. Mm-hmm. 
you know, it's 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 a whole nother world. You might not scare a boy out of having sex, but you can definitely definitely not. Think you so. can definitely persuade a girl. Right. Not. Who's yes. going to be the ultimate decision maker I mean, when it comes down to it? That's why when it comes to boys, you got to beat your kids. You got to beat them kids. You got to whoop that butt. Too. You got to teach them. Look, yeah, well, that's the right. thing about with boys, spanked. you have one penis to worry about. With girls, you have everybody's penis go. to worry about. <laughs> <laughs> or if you have the boy, now you've got that spraying everywhere. You got to wrap it. And you teach them to wrap it young. Well, don't I, I don't ignore the subject. I agree. I don't think you should either. I don't think so. I had somebody over the weekend that was, that. well, whenever we went to the Rangers game the other night, you know, she has a young kid and she was telling me at the, at her appointment, hey, they were talking to my kid about suicide. I really didn't want that in his head. Oh, it's in his head. Mm-hmm. Now is the time to deal with it before it's too late. You and I had a talk with one of our 12 year olds the other day because of things that he's being taught in a sixth grade classroom about mm-hmm. STDs and unprotected sex. We had that conversation. I don't feel discomfort in having that conversation. No. There's nothing to be ashamed about. There's nothing to sit there. You know, these guys want to hem haw around about, oh, I don't know how to approach this. I've told you guys, all of you guys, uh, and if you haven't, if you're in the room and you haven't heard my dad's sex talk that he gave me when I was 13 years old, I'll be happy to give it to all of you. But it was cut and dried and very concise. And let me tell you, it made an impact on my life. And I never had a child outside of wedlock or even potentially so. Because, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'll just leave it at that. That STD conversation that's that scared me too. I just oh those are those are that's a mm-hmm. valid sixth grade well, okay, conversation. So, here you was, should and have. Here's what he said. We told him. We said, "Here's the deal. If you want to ha- avoid having STDs, only have sex with one person for the rest of your mm-hmm. life, and make sure that person is only having sex with you for the rest of their life." That's kind of the way God designed it. Unfortunately, everybody looks at that now and say, well, that's taboo. I mean, why? how would we ever live like that? I mean, that's crazy. No, what kind of puritanical thing? No, I'm just saying, if you want to get sick, go out there and be promiscuous. If you mm-hmm. want to be sick, be promiscuous. If you want to be healthy, do the way things are designed to work. Mm-hmm. And that's the way it goes. Well, there's qu- consequences in life. This is just another one. Yeah. yeah. You know, you, you pick the right direction, you have less consequences. But a baby isn't an STD that you just go out there and get eliminated. It's not. So anyway, go see the movie Unplanned. Tune in tomorrow. We'll be talking to my buddy Jeff Kyle hanging out. It's That's one you don't want to miss. Thank you, guys. Go subscribe to the Chad Prather Show wherever podcasts are available. Check it out on YouTube and uh, make sure you're telling your friends about it. And I'll tell you another thing. If you go to YouTube and you subscribe, subscribe to my YouTube channel. All you got to do is just search Chad Prather. There are other YouTube channels out there right now that we're taking legal action against that are uh, stealing my videos. And you know who you are. So guess what? Things are coming, so I would stop doing that right now. Uh, you're going to lose your entire site. But if you're seeing that and it doesn't say Chad Prather as the name of the of the page, then you, that's not the one you need to be on. Go to my page. You'll see my face on it. Subscribe. And then hit your little notification bell so that it'll tell you every time we upload a new one. We're here Monday through Thursday, blazetv.com slash Chad. You can go get it, and you need to check out Humor Me on Blaze TV as well. Go get it there. I love y'all. For everybody here in Studio 22, God bless you, and we'll talk to you next time. Bye.